Coming up this week, hear all about Laura's trip to Disneyland. Welcome to this week's episode of To the Mouse and Back. I want to once again welcome the new listeners to this show. I've recently seen another big jump in downloads, which is really fun for me. In about two months, I will have been doing this podcast for a year, which is kind of hard to believe, but I've really loved it. It's crazy that it started 10 months ago with me just sharing the show with a few fellow crazy Disney people, and it's grown a lot, which is really cool. I work really hard on making this a high quality podcast and focusing on the editing and, you know, getting a good variety of content, just making it a good show. So it's fun to see my baby starting to take off a bit. The one thing I still don't like about podcasts is that they're so one-sided. I'm literally just saying words into the internet and I'd love to get to know my listeners a little bit better. So please, you know, tweet at me or send me an email and let me know how you found the show. When's your next Disney trip? What Disney news are you excited about? Anything like that. I love connecting with listeners. My Twitter handle is mouse and back pod and my email address is Rachel. That's R-A-C-H-E-L at to the mouse and back.com. And if you're driving or otherwise occupied while you're listening to this, you can find both of those in the show notes. So this week's episode is going to be my first Disneyland trip. If you listened to my last episode with Drexel, we talked about what it's like to be a Disneyland local and some of the basics of the Disneyland resort. So this week, Laura will tell us about her trip to Disneyland. She is also a Disney World pro, so she explains a lot of the differences between the two resorts, which is super helpful for someone like me who's never been to Disneyland. Disneyland. So I do want to warn you that there are some sound issues in this episode. Um, I always record these interviews using Skype and 90% of the time it behaves just fine, but every once in a while it misbehaves. So we had to adapt a little bit. So expect a few places that the sound is a little off, but you know, we did our best. So let's go ahead and get to Laura's interview. Hey, Laura, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. Are you excited for your trip coming up? I am so ready for a moment, <laughs> not just to be off work, but more than be off work to get out of, get out of state. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand that. Awesome. So before we jump in to talk about your trip, tell me a little bit about what is your Disney history? You know, I have a pretty long Disney history. Um, I come from a big family of Disney files. My dad... Um, took his first trip to Disney right after Disneyland opened when he was a little kid. And I think 1957 or nine, oh, he took wow. his first trip to Disneyland. And they, that was when route 66 was a big thing. And they drove route 66 across the country. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, my grandfather did with my dad in tow as a little guy. Um, so that's, that's the stock I come from, but I actually was a CP at Walt Disney world, um, back in college. Okay. Um, 2004 Chatham, uh, Chatham Square, if there's anybody listening. Um, <laughs> let's see. And uh, and so going back to Disney World to me feels like going back to college, kind of. Uh -huh. it, it feels that homecoming feeling. I, I've, I've spent a lot of time at Walt Disney World, and I've been to Disneyland a few times in my day. So I've, I have a lot of time. Disney runs in my blood, I guess is what I would say. Yeah. You know, it's it just a piece of me. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So what is your planning style? Are you somebody who likes a lot of structure in your plan? Do you like a lot of flexibility in your plan? Where do you fall on that kind of spectrum? I don't like to be hyper planned. I do like to have a structure for what I want to do to have some like landmarks, I guess I would say. For me, especially, and I recently took a trip to Walt Disney World with my young guy now, what I've learned is I need to have some landmarks of, I bucket them as must do, or I'm going to feel like I didn't accomplish anything on my trip, want to do, but if I don't get to do them, it's not going to kill me. And then everything else, you yeah. know what I mean? So, so that's kind of my style. I want to bucket them into those things. Like if I don't do these handful of things, I'm going to feel like, like upset that I didn't hit those handful of things. Yeah. Um, but everything else can kind of fall to the wayside. There's must do's, want to do's and the rest. Okay. I like that. That's, that's a good, that's a good kind of balance to strike. Awesome. All right. So where are you going to be going? We're actually going to Disneyland Resort. Uh, next Monday, I fly out to LA. I'm very excited because unless I'm not remembering correctly, which is possible because I'm kind of sleep deprived, I think you are my first Disneyland guest. So that is exciting for me. 
Yay. Yeah. I mean, going back to the original, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so who is going to be going with you? It's my sister, my younger sister, myself, and my son, Maxwell, who is just shy of three. Awesome. Okay. All right. And how are you going to be getting there? We're flying to um, LAX. We're, I'm, I'm kind of a snob that I'm like nonstop direct if I can. So we've got a nonstop direct to LAX. Um, and with a little guy, I thought it would be better than changing planes because you can fly into Orange County. And then we have um, a rented van or something like that. They'll drive us down to, uh, to Anaheim. Okay, awesome. Now, how far, how long of a flight do you have? It's a little over four hours going out. Okay. Okay. That's not, I mean, that's long, but it's not just like insufferably long. So, and I, I do agree that not having to change planes will be really good. Yeah. And, and with a little guy, it's, again, this is the strategic plan you learn with a toddler. We're leaving our flight outs at one thirty, So I'm hoping like to fill him up on some good lunch and get him uh-huh. on the plane. Yep. Yeah. And, and our flight back is at 8 PM strategically planned. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Planning your flight times around like naps and bedtime is something that I did not anticipate before I had children. No, I didn't either, you know. (laughs) Okay. All right. So what are your actual trip dates? You said you're going to be flying out here soon? I'm flying out Monday, um, the 22nd, uh, the day after Easter. Um, We don't actually go to the parks until the next day, you know, kind of take a break. I do have some plans, depending on our flight, that first Monday night, but we're not actually going to go to the park until the next day. Okay. That Tuesday, and we leave Friday night. Okay. Friday the 26th. 26th. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. All right. How did you pick those dates? Um, You know, I've been working with a lady named Bree, a travel agent. You know, I can, I'll I'll say with like, I can probably plan it myself, but again, it's that kind of like, I don't know if it's laziness or busyness or a little bit of calm, make a little calm It's nice to give it to somebody else and say, here, you pick. And so we went in and kind of said, you know, what are the good dates to go based on calendar, crowd calendar, this and that. Originally, I kind of wanted to go in May. Um, and she had suggested these dates based on projections and this and that, and the specials that were running. I hadn't had like April, May, it didn't really make a much of a difference. My dates are flexible. So might as well just go then, you know? Okay. Awesome. So where are you going to be staying when you're there? We're going to be staying at the Fairfield by Marriott. It's a good neighbor hotel. Okay. And how far away from the parks is that? Uh, it's across the street. Awesome. Okay. And what kind of, you said it's a good neighbor hotel. What kind of perks or whatever do you get by staying there? Well, unlike Walt Disney World, Disneyland, um, you know, Walt didn't have the big funds to buy big properties. So there's only the three hotels that are actually Disney branded hotels. Um, So what they've done is they've essentially partnered, so to speak, and they have this, I guess, categorical system that they rate to make sure these hotels, Disney does, I should say, that they meet the Disney standards, quote unquote, to be a quote unquote good neighbor hotel. Okay. So you get the same pack, you get packages with them a la like you would with the Disney hotels, unlike you wouldn't as much at Walt Disney World, except those few by Disney Springs over there. Um, you know, so it's 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 that same idea of those, I guess, Disney Springs hotels that are near like the the four seasons and that that are over there. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. All right. So how many days worth of tickets do you guys have while you're out there? Four. Okay, so you have four days. And which days are you planning to actually visit the parks? Tuesday through uh, Friday. Okay. There you go. Sorry, my two-year-old had a little meltdown a little there. That's, I mean, that's basically their job at that age, so. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, all right. So Tuesday through Friday, you're going to have some time in the park. So with there being the two parks, Disneyland and California Adventure, and I know that they're really close. Tell me a little bit about how you decided your park plan and kind of what you're going to do each day. That's a really good question, actually, you know, because we had the option to buy a park hopper or not. And part of the reason we picked these days is the, the deal they had on tickets going on with pre-Galaxy's Edge opening, like they deep discounting tickets this time of year because they're like, get people in. Uh-huh. Um, and we decided not to go for the park hopper this time. And partly is because of the toddler. Like, I need to go back and take a nap. Let's just focus on, enjoy the parks, enjoy our time, kind of lackadaisical walk around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we're going to flip-flop the park days. We're going to California Adventure, Disneyland, California Adventure, Disneyland Park. Um, and we picked that partly because of some things that were going on in the parks um that i could book so um first off the first day that we're gonna be in the parks is the last day of the california food and wine festival okay in california adventure park 
So we're going to be able to hit that and see the, the food and wine festival, which is kind of nice. Um, and we have tickets to see a, or tickets for the dessert party for um, World of Color, which I've never seen before, which I'm excited to see. And then the next day we have a uh, phantasmic dining package at Disneyland Park for the um, Blue Bayou restaurant. And then uh, we were planning kind of around these things. And then we have some uh, character uh, dining uh, on the third day. We're going to go to um, the Grand Californian Hotel to Mickey's Kitchen and have, uh, to have breakfast with Mickey, I guess. you know. So planning those days around that. But it was more around, I guess, the Food and Wine Festival and kind of the what we could get in ways of reservations with the um, Blue Bayou was probably the biggest thing, like the uh, Fantasmic Dining Package with Blue Bayou. Awesome. Okay. Now, how far in advance are you able to, well, how far in advance are you able to book those things? And how far in advance do you have to book those? Is this like Disney World where like you have to be online 180 days before your trip? Or is it a little bit more flexible with Disneyland? Well, I would tell anybody is if you want to like kind of meander through your day, Disneyland Park is the way to go. Um, it does not take all the pre-planning. I wanted a little bit. That's just kind of my style. I want a little bit of structure. Um, I don't need a lot of structure, but I want to like, I want to have some special things planned. Um, but it's not necessary. You can go on day of onto the Disneyland app and find things, um, and find reservations and, and to even some of the real popular restaurants. Um, you can book them 60 days in advance is what we could book them. Um, so that's when we booked these things, but I mean, it does not take the near amount of pre-planning to a Walt Disney World trip. You can you can show up the day of with nothing on your agenda and pull it up on your phone and book everything you want day of. So it's kind of nice to have that that flexibility. And I'm looking forward to that. You don't have to like stress about it, which I do like the planning process for Walt Disney World too, so it's like a juxtaposition, you know. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's a little bit more of a vacation. Disney World is just like a different type of work. It's fun work, but you know, I have spreadsheets for my trip. So, right. Right. Last trip I planned, I had nine people to, to bounce around. And since I'm the former CP, everybody relies on me to do all the planning. <laughs> <laughs> I, Laura knows everything. You yeah. Know? Just do it for so, us. Do it for us. So yeah. I gotcha. Okay. So you mentioned a couple of things that you guys are excited about. Is there anything else at the Disneyland park that you're particularly looking forward to? I mean, Disneyland Park is, to me, is like a piece of history. You know, it's a it's a pop culture piece of history, I guess is what I would say. Pivotal in that without it, the course of pop culture history would change. Mm-hmm. So walking into that park, there's just something nostalgic about it when you walk in. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how to put it into words. And, and people that are Disney people get it. You yeah. know, it's just like... You see Walt's influence in things, and to see that in person is really cool. Um, you know, to look at the firehouse and to see the lamp that still lights up because, you know, that's where Walt's apartment was. And to see the things he really had a hand in doing, like the Tiki Room, which is my, about my favorite attraction. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and and knowing the backstory about the 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 haunted mansion and, and his hands, his wore hands in that and how he had his hands in other things, the Matterhorn, you know, that are there that are unique to Disneyland Park. Um, you know, that just those things like that. I do think it's interesting, you know, for people like you said, who are kind of like the Disney people who are really interested in the history. There's something there's always almost a sadness to me with, you know, Magic Kingdom that it's so framed around Walt's vision, but he never actually got to see it. He never got to be there. He never got to walk down Main Street in Disney World. But in Disneyland, you know, like Walt was here and, you know, he was all over this place. And there is definitely I can definitely sense that nostalgia about it. Yeah. And it's 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 one of those things, you know, when I walk into Magic Kingdom for the first time in a long time, it it made me it moves me almost to tears or when I see illuminations that I'm so sad to see go, by the way, almost moves me to tears walking to Disneyland park. I think I'll tear up, especially not bringing my son for the first time there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like passing on that piece of history to me. And I, and I, you feel that presence and you see it there. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm looking forward to eating the Disneyland food. Cause the Disneyland food, there's, there's barna and nothing better. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What, what kind of treats are you especially excited about for Disneyland? I mean, I, I'm a Dole Whip connoisseur, but I know they have that both parks, but man, the church, I'm down for a churro. Uh-huh. I want the, I want the big Disneyland donut. Like just bring me the sugar, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um 
I, I'm really and I'm really looking forward to the Blue Bayou. I've never gotten to eat there before, so I've really wanted to go there. And this that's a bucket list item for me. Um, the Blue Bayou restaurant. Awesome. I mean, you know, and eating some beignets at, at Cafe Orleans is another one. And and going to California Food and Wine Festival and like like kind of snacking my way around California adventure. <laughs> awesome. I mean, I'm really, I, I'm, I'm admit, you know, I want to go eat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that's half of what you do. You go and you, you look at your watch and you're like, this is great. I've taken 15,000 steps today and you get home and you've still gained three pounds because you <laughs> ate nothing but sugar the whole time. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm like, I'm going to rot my teeth, but it's okay you know, for a week. <laughs> awesome. Now, what about California adventure? Is there anything in particular at that park that you're excited about? Well, other than food and wine, um, <laughs> I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, last time I was there, I, last time I was at Disneyland Park, I was pregnant with my son. We went for my baby moon. Uh, we went to Disneyland, my husband uh-huh. and I, and um, and so it, with that time, it was and and I'd been I couldn't ride it while I was pregnant, but the time before I was there, it was still Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Okay. Um. So now I'm excited to see the change in it. Mm-hmm. Um, to see the role to Guardians of the Galaxy. That's probably my biggest thing at California Adventure Park to see that. And I want to take my little dude to Cars Land. Uh. Like he's all into cars. So I have a feeling he's just going to like lose his mind when he sees all the cars, you know? <laughs> That'll be awesome. So I'm excited to see that. And obviously I'm excited, like, give me the sugar, give me the Ghirardelli and the Boudin bread. <laughs> go, man, let's, go, let's go to that area, the Fisherman's Wharf area and get that. I mean, but... Yeah, for me personally, it's it's Guardians is the biggest draw for me over there. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you guys are going to have a lot of fun packed into just those like five short days. That's the goal. (laughs) What are you going to be doing on your arrival day since you're not going to the park? Do you have anything planned for that day? Um, You know, obviously it depends on my two-year-old, but I do have something booked. I have Goofy's Kitchen booked at the Disneyland Hotel. Okay. Um, Goofy's Kitchen Dinner. Um, you know, obviously if he's not feeling out of sorts after getting on plane, we may not do it, but I'm hoping we will, um, go over there. And the Disneyland hotel is so fun and interesting to go with that kind of retro look and to go see it. So I do want to go visit the resorts. Um, so that's our excuse to kind of go over to the Disneyland hotel and check it out and go eat with Goofy and friends that night. Very cool. And ride the monorail a lot, a lot, a lot. Cause somebody, uh, that I'm bringing loves the monorail. Nice. <laughs> It's always nice when they have those things that there shouldn't be the same type of lines that you have on other things. Right. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Well, is there anything else about your trip that you're particularly excited about that we haven't talked about yet? Um, trying to think. I'm really excited, like I said, to see World of Color and to see that and see the new Pixar Pier stuff that's on a California Adventure. I should have mentioned that. It's all kind of brand new and done up. I'm um, see the integration of Marvel over at California Adventure because it's not over at Walt Disney World. Right. I'm going to really see what they're doing and prepping over there with that. Um, and I, and while I'm not the hugest Star Wars fan, I'm curious to see the hype around Star Wars that's going on mm. um, over at the Disneyland Park as well. Like what it's kind of going because I'm sure there's going to be, you know, you'll see kind of where they're building because they've been doing a lot of construction right now from mm-hmm. what I understand getting ready for it. So the changes over there as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I can't wait to talk to you when you get back and hear all about how it went. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys have a blast and we will talk to you soon. Thank you. You have a good night too. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, Laura, welcome back from your trip. Thank you. I am so excited to hear about it, especially with this being a Disneyland trip. There's, you know, when it's Disney World, I'm, you know, really comfortable with walking through all of the steps, but I know nothing about Disneyland. So I'm so excited to hear what a trip is like. You know, Disneyland, Disney World is my home park. So to speak, my home, I feel like it's homecoming. Disneyland is like much more of a casual vacation for me, I guess. As casual as Disney gets. Uh Uh-huh. And it's fun to plan a Walt Disney World vacation. Part of the fun is going through that planning process. It's six months of planning your dining and it, you know, doing your fast passes and that. But with Disneyland, you really don't have to do it. You can kind of be more fun and fancy free, so to speak. Um, And you can kind of, you can make some plans ahead, but you don't, you could plan everything day of, which is kind of nice to have that flexibility, especially with a little one. Yeah. And I will say, and now that I've done my two-year-old, I've done both parks with a two-year-old. I will, to your audience, tell you, every parent with little ones, like little, little ones, like toddler times, 
go to Disneyland. Go to Disneyland. Wait for Walt Disney World until they're a little older. Mm-hmm. Like I would, pay, I would go back to Disney World with him in a or Disneyland in a heartbeat. And I'm not saying I'm not going to go back to Disney World. If you ask later, I have some plans. But, um, but Disneyland is the park for the little guys. Personally, my personal opinion for the little ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and jump into your trip. So you guys were going to be getting there on Monday, April 22nd. So how was that arrival day? Oh, that was fine. We um we just checked into the hotel that day. We didn't hit the parks that day. With the way the package we had was, our tickets would have been blacked out that day. And we didn't get to the hotel. Our It's a four-hour flight to L.A. So by the time we got to the hotel, it was like five o'clock or something. So we had dinner and kind of called it a night. <laughs> okay. How did you guys get to the hotel from LAX? So that's a great question because you don't have Magical Express at Disneyland. You right. have options. You have Disneyland Express, which is a bus, which I've taken in the past. We didn't do this time. Um, and partly because of our hotel, because they block, they just drop off at certain stops and our travel planner and I agreed. I didn't want to have to cross that big intersection with tons of luggage with a little one. It didn't work. So we stay, used the Carmel shuttle. Um, and the Carmel shuttle is kind of like an, like a lot of airport shuttles. You pay so much per person and they pick up a handful of people and drop them off. And we were all going to essentially the Anaheim resort area. Um, so we're us and a couple other people on in the big shuttle van. Okay. Awesome. So then you guys mostly just kind of hung out around the hotel that day? Yeah, we got kind of unpacked and settled in and, you know, with with a two-year-old, get him bathed and fed and, you know, kind of in that good two-year-old state where they're like ready to go. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. So then Tuesday the 23rd, how did your first park day go? So we went to California Adventure that day. A couple reasons. Um, one is it was main one, probably it was the last day of the California food and wine festival. Okay. So we wanted to hit up the food and wine festival. Um, and we actually had a dessert party for world of color, the end of night show at, at California adventure. So we had that kind of planned one day, but we planned that because of it being the last day of food and wine. We wanted to kind of see it, you know, and it, it, it's really, it's, I mean, much more compact than Epcot <laughs> food <Okay>. and wine. <laughs> or any of those festivals. Was it worth the excitement that you had over it? Oh, yeah. I mean, we got to try a lot of things. So they had a pat, what they called a passport um, for the Food and Wine Festival. And um, my sister and I shared one. We thought like it'd be a lot of food to each get one. It was, I think, $52. And essentially you got eight little, they called, they were like tabs, but like tickets. Um, and you could go to any of the stands and pretty much everything except alcohol um, you could purchase with one of those tabs. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so we figured we could kind of just snack our way around California adventure rather than just eating meals, the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what we did that day. Snacked around. Awesome. Okay. So we had some really great Mac and cheese. If you go, they have this garlic Mac and cheese. that's phenomenal. Oh yeah. Um, and some really corn good. fritters and corn fritters. We had some really great corn fritters. Yum. Awesome. Okay. Now, was that kind of the first thing you guys did when you were there? Did you do anything else when you first got to the park? So, um, we first got there. What did we hit first? We went right to Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Um, that was our first thing. Cause that was of my things. I wanted to see California Adventure. That was number one. And that was also my sister's number one. So we went there and did a rider swap. Okay. We rode, we rode Guardians. And I will tell you, like, I was excited to do it. And my sister came off and she kind of freaked me out. I'm afraid of heights, I will admit. And she tells me this in my palm sweat. She says, just to let you know, you immediately start dropping. Oh, <laughs> that, that just, you know, made me feel great. Um, <laughs> I, as much as I like Guardians, um, I still like Tower. Tower is my favorite ride at Disney, I think. So uh-huh. for me, it does not, it's, it's pale in comparison, personally. It, you need to ride it if you go there. but And you still see the remnants of Tower there because you, you see the different overlay. But I miss Tower, so, you know, it's one of those things. It's nice, but it, to me, it doesn't hold a candle. But they're building all the Marvel Land back there, and you can see all the Stark stuff on the walls, like, themed, ready for Marvel Land to come in. Mm, okay. Yeah, it's interesting, because, you know, of the rides that are kind of common between uh, Disney World and Disneyland, most people I hear say, you know, they prefer the one at Disneyland with the Tower of Terror Guardians of the Galaxy being the exception that most people are like, no, the Disney World has a leg up on that one. Agree. Yeah, that one. It, yeah, I, I miss Tower. And again, it's a personal preference thing. Right. So after that, um, we meandered our way to Cars Land. 
um, and did the, I forget what the main ride is over there in Carsland. And again, it's one of those things. I know people prefer the Carsland ride. I prefer test track personally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that tomato to model a little bit. It's that same model of ride, but I'd prefer riding test track personally. Um, and then went over to Mater's Jumbo to Mater's Jam- Jamboree, um, which is again, the same a la ride as, uh, alien swirling saucers. Okay. And my, my son had a meltdown on it. He loved watching it, watching people ride it. We got onto it. He terrified. Oh. <laughs> he was terrified. Poor thing. Oh. Um, so after that little meltdown, um, we, we went back over, um, we went back over to little mermaid voyage of the little mermaids over there. We were going to go do that. Um, and we happened to see a show, a streetmosphere kind of show with um, Chip and Dale dancing and singing and paying pots and pans because it was the end of the California Food and Wine Festival. Uh-huh. Hit Voyage of the Little Mermaid, and then we went back to the hotel and did a nap time because my little guy was tuckered out. Um, I did, well, I did a brave mom thing, and I, I'll tell your listeners this. I didn't bring a stroller with me. Okay. Um, and people probably think I'm nuts, um, <laughs> but let me explain. Um, my two-year-old, to a certain extent, We'll have a meltdown to go in a stroller. He won't do it. He would ride into Keens and Keens now they're banned, right? As of yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, but um, he will not ride in a stroller. So we had an umbrella stroller in the hotel just in case, but he um, wanted to walk. And so we let him do that. And I will tell you the entire trip, he walked probably 90% of the time. Nice. Occasionally I'd pick him up, but he. He was a trooper, man. And it was great because it made him tired and ready to go take a nap. He was ready when nice. we take naps. Um, came back from our, we snapped quite a bit. We didn't go back to the park until late. I kind of planned that strategically let him nap a real long time because world of color was at 10 o'clock PM and we had a dessert party for world of color. So we wanted to just hit world of color, you know, and make sure he was awake enough to watch it. Uh Um, if anybody does it, I recommend we do, you do the, uh, do that simply because it's worth it. You actually get a seat. If you do the dining package, you don't get a seat. If you do, if you're running, if you're going to do World of Color and do the dining package, just skip that. They have fast passes for it. Go get a fast pass and just use that because there's the fast pass is a standing room only too. So you're going to be standing either way. Okay. So just do that. The dessert party is the way to go. You actually get a seat. They serve you alcohol. <laughs> it's worth it. Nice. Uh, yeah. So World of Color is really worth it. Max loved it. Um, we trucked back to the hotel and called it a night. You know, it was late for a little guy. It was almost 11 by the time we got to the hotel. So he was a trooper. Nice. Well, that's good. Yeah. Awesome. So we kind of did all we went in California Adventure. So the next day we went to Disneyland and we went to Disneyland Park the next three days. Okay. Um, so next day we went and um, decided we were going to kind of hit the things we wanted to hit. Unfortunately, Indiana Jones, the ride <laughs> kept breaking down throughout the day uh. that first day I went there. So we got a fast pass. I couldn't use mine. She couldn't use hers. Um, went back to the hotel. We did a couple rides throughout the park, went to it's a small world, um, you know, just kind of meandered through the park. Didn't do a whole lot and then kind of sight or looked around. Um, my son got his first churro, which he ended up having four throughout the trip because he loved him so much. <laughs> um, went to the Tiki Room, you know, your typical Magic Kingdom-esque kind of trip. Um, we were also character hunting. And I will say, um, if you're looking for characters, and this is a big one with little ones, um, and you've probably heard this, the Disneyland parks are great for characters in that they just, they're, they're yes, they have some lined up in lines with a greeter, but a lot of them just walk through the parks. Nice. And that's exactly what happened with this trip. Um, we walked right into the park and my, we read Snow White's story almost every night. Snow White was standing right by the front gate and we walked in for our first day. And she had no character greeter. She was just hanging out there. We got to meet Snow White. We were The evil queen was randomly walking around. We got to see the queen, as my son would say, the queen. <laughs> um, so we got to see her. So any uh, in walking around Fantasyland, Peter Pan, Wendy, Alice, just kind of walking around, hanging out, talking to people throughout the park. So if you want to have great character interaction, it's a great time, place to go. That's awesome. We went to the Blue Bayou for lunch. Um, the food at Blue Bayou was great. I wasn't as impressed. I wanted the atmosphere. And unfortunately, we were seated by the front door. So we kind of got the daylight rather than the view of Pirates of the Caribbean, which is what we really wanted. So okay. that was kind of a, a little bit of a miss. But we did the Fantasmic Dining Package, 
which I would kind of recommend if kind of, um, you can also get a fast pass for Fantasmic. So if you want to do get that, you can, and that doesn't have any extra cost. Um, I will make a caveat and say max pass is very different than the Disney world, um, uh, fast pass system. Um, and that it's the old school paper pass, unless you do fast pass max pass, which is worth it for $10 more a day, you can do it on your phone. Um, so it's worth it in that, especially if you park hop, we didn't park hop, but even without park hopping, you don't have to go to the little kiosk and get it. You can just pop it up on your phone and reserve it just like you would at Disney world. Okay. So I want to make sure I'm understanding. So if you're in the park, you can use fast pass, but it's not fast pass plus it's just old fast pass where you like, do you like insert your ticket and it like spits out? Like, how does it actually work? Yeah. That, they have the kiosk just like that where you okay. would stick in your powered ticket and pop it out. The max pass works like fat, like, like fast pass plus where you pull the app up on your phone and you select which ride you want to fast pass for. Um, then, but mass packs max pass is extra, um, at $10 a day at Disneyland, but it includes photo pass as well. So you get your photo pass photos as well included in that. So, okay. But I think it's worth it to have be not have to run around and use your, you know, be able to have to go to those places to get a fast pass. And as long as you've scanned your ticket in the park in one park for the day, it will let you do either park if you have a hopper or if you're at the one park. But you have to. We did this one day. When we had a character breakfast. We walked into the park, scanned our ticket, walked right back out so I could book fast passes while we were at breakfast. Uh -huh. But you can't book them. You can't book them until you scan the ticket in. So that's the nice thing about it about not having a plan ahead. Like you, you know, like flight of passage, you got to book so many days, you know, you're never going to get a flight of passage fast pass hardly ever. Right. Uh -huh. This way you're on the same level, so to speak, as everybody else. Like uh -huh. everybody's the same. So yeah, it's kind of, again, taking it back. But again, if you can do it on your phone, it's great. Yeah. That being said, I'm trying to kind of, so we went to the blue Bayou, went back, uh, napped, went to Fantasmic that night. Fantasmic's a little different in California than it is in or than it is in the Hollywood studios, but it's about exactly the same, except you sit on the ground. <laughs> so if you have the dining package, they actually give you um, stadium seat cushions <laughs> to sit on. Uh -huh, okay. As part of your dining package. Um, we got lucky. We booked the early show and they actually had the Mickey's Mixed Magic show right after that. So we were able to stand right there and just watch that show in the front row. And I will say, if you book the dining package, go ahead and book Blue Bayou because they actually order it in order of the restaurants and the most expensive one, the Blue Bayou, you have front and center. And after that, so if you're going to pay for it, you might as well get front and center. Oh, interesting. Let's see. The third day, we went to Storyteller's Cafe for breakfast in the Grand Californian, the Mickey's Friends Breakfast. Okay. Um, and the first thing I noticed when we got there is while we had a reservation, we had an ADR um, didn't really need it because the restaurant was only half full. Ah, and the okay. first thing I thought was, first thing I thought was, had this been in Disney World, you wouldn't have been able to touch the place. Uh huh. I mean, character breakfast, as you, I'm sure you know, are ridiculous to get. Yeah. So I mean, it's another another point of being there is you can be kind of more on the fly, and if you want to do a character breakfast, you could book it the day before. You know, you could book it the day of. Um, you know, it, the, restaurant, the restaurant eventually did fill up a little more, but it never got completely full. Okay. After Storytellers, we went back into the park, um, went all around. It's a Small World was his favorite ride, so we have to do It's a Small World again. Aww. Ride the Matterhorn, you know, those classic things. Um, and then we went back, went to the hotel, went swimming, and then took a kind of a late nap again. And went to the um, parade. Um, the parade is at 3.30 and 6, at least it was when we were there at, at uh, Disneyland Park. Um, we actually, like, I'd heard it was better to sit by Small World. Which, if you go to Small World at Disneyland, I love, again, Magic Kingdom. But Small World, you, it, pirate, like, there are a couple of rides. Pirates and Small World, in my opinion. Disney World doesn't hold a, a candle to the the rides at Disneyland, the ah, originals. Okay. Um, they're just, well, the Pirates is a lot physically longer. You get a lot more theming. Small World is longer, and the outside is so ornate. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful to look at. Oh, cool. Because um, um, it's outside physically instead of covered like it is in Orlando. Uh-huh. But the parade, back to the parade, um, we, I will tell people, sit by Small World, go to that end and sit there past Fantasyland. There's a lot more seating. Yeah, we sat on the ground. So if you get your stadium seat from Fantasmic, bring it for this and sit on that. <laughs> and 
Um, and we, we got, we went to the, we used our mobile order. There is mobile order at Disneyland for a good handful of places. Um, use your mobile order. There's a, we went to the, we ordered for a couple times from the Edelweiss, Edelweiss snacks, which is right by Matterhorn. They have corn on the cob. That's like chili lime corn on the cob. Really good. Hmm. Um, and they have these chimichangas, which are actually really good. Hmm. Um, and like, I, I don't know what's in them. I, I couldn't really tell you. I think they're bean maybe. <laughs> they're really, they're really good. So we had a couple of those. Um, but yeah, sit by small world. It's the back end of the parade route, but there's a lot more seating. You're not competing for as many people for seats. And the parade was great. Um, my son ate it up. Nice. Um, yeah. So did that, um, rode a couple more rides and then we went back to the hotel and called it a night. We did kind of a swap off that night, my sister and I, um, and she took, I took Max back to the hotel, fed him dinner and then gave him a bath, and then she came back, and we, she put him to bed, and I went out on my own, so we could kind of have a night out to go, like, look at the shop downtown Disney kind of area, or go to the back to the park. I actually ended up going back to the park and going on Space Mountain that night. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I'm not the, I'm not the hugest Space Mountain fan. It kind of, like, I'm the person who, like, ducks in the car because I'm just terrified of it, <laughs> but... but you kind of got to do it. And I do like it at Disneyland a lot. It's, it loads differently. So I feel like it loads a little faster. Maybe uh -huh. it's the same, but it feels a little faster loading. Cause it's a car of 12 instead of six. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, but there's not the two trains. I don't know, maybe six and one half dozen and another, but the ride's a little different and the setting's a little different over there. I guess just some other insights for me on that end of rides too. You know, I mean, people compare the rides. Uh, I've haunted mansion. I mean, kind of six and one half dozen another, the ride itself isn't a lot different on the inside, but I, I personally like the aesthetic of the one at Disneyland because it's like that old plantation mansion from New Orleans uh, Okay. Uh, versus at Disney World. But Disney World definitely has the better queue with all that fun, interactive like stuff you know, that they have in that queue. Uh -huh. So, I mean, so it's kind of a preference thing, but the ride isn't a lot different. But ride-wise, you know, Pirates and Small World specifically for me. And you have all those great Fantasyland rides. Um, speaking of, the final day we were there... And um, we didn't have a whole day. We had to go to the airport that evening. Um, but we went back to the park um, and specifically focused on Fantasyland uh -huh. um, and wanted to hit Fantasyland. Um, your listeners are going to roast me um, for my view of Peter Pan because I just, I just, my sister and I, I just don't get it. Like, why are people going to wait 45 minutes for that? I mean, <laughs> I remember, I remember we wrote it um, at Magic Kingdom on an after hours night and we're like, people wait in line for this <laughs> you know that long um anyway but i mean outside of that see the, the downside is there are no fast passes for any fantasy land ride at um at disneyland except small world and you really don't need it for small world probably but um just like at walt disney world you probably don't need it for small world unless you go during like peak time like 1 p.m kind of thing okay but it has all the classic disney dark rides so you have like the nostalgia ones and the ones you can't find mr toad's wild ride snow white scary adventure pinocchio's daring journey the storybook land boats casey jr's circus train which is a little train that goes around obviously you have dumbo in that and dumbo's a slow load and that queue is worse than the one in walt disney world because they have the little playland um but you have all those great old school dark rides that make it really really fun you know and, uh -huh. and really worth it for like for like Max. And then again, you have the roaming characters. Oh, and Alice in Wonderland ride. So you have a lot of those classic dark rides that you don't just don't have otherwise. Uh huh. So we went and did that morning. We did, we started off, went to the storybook land boats because they are a super slow loading ride. Okay. Super slow. <laughs> um, so we rode those and then we did the Casey Jr. train at one point. We did Snow White Scary Adventure. We did Mr. Toad. Um, Pinocchio's Daring Journey. I mean, all those little rides for Max and did Small World. Um, and then took a little break, went to the hotel, packed up and went back for Max and rode Small World one more time. Okay. Because um, he loved Small World so much. He, the last time he didn't even want to get out of the boat, he like fought me. <laughs> he was in a tantrum <laughs> having to get out of the boat. He's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to leave this place. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if you if you were like that. And Toontown exists. So we didn't spend a lot of much time in Toontown. Um, but the Toontown area is in the back too, which is nice. Um, and they're in, in, uh, in fantasy land, there's fantasy fair, which has all the princesses in it. So if okay. you want to do like a princess thing, I mean, my son's not as much into that yet. I, you know, some of the characters, but some not, but if you want to meet some of the characters, they all meet at the little fantasy fair in, um, in fantasy land as well. Um, get in line and meet 
whatever, whoever's there. Okay. So it is kind of nice. Like if you're looking for characters, if you're looking for that, it's all right there in fantasy land and all real close. Okay. And again, for little, that's why it's so nice for little ones. You have all those nice rides and you've got all the characters yeah. and it's all real walkable and real easy. And with little ones, as, as you know, you say you have little ones, it can be hard um, to work on a schedule like at Walt Disney World. What I found when I went in December was we have all these fast passes and I couldn't use a lot of them. I lost a lot of them because my two year old would need to go take a nap. Mm-hmm. And, and I know some people let their kids sleep in the stroller. That's just not my vibe. Um, and I think he sleeps better in bed. So we would go back to the, we were at the Polynesian, go back to the Polynesian and let him sleep. And so I ended up missing quite a few of my pre-planned fast passes or trying to change and move them around last minute uh-huh. because I had toddler with toddler issues. You know, right. I, I think it's different with little older kids that they can stay up and don't need that level. Um, but my son, you know, it was easy. That's why was, Disneyland was so nice. Is that like, I could book a fast pass for I could say, and we're going to back off a fast pass. And then maybe before we go back from a nap, book a fast pass on my phone. Since we've already been in the park, I can do it right from here from the hotel room. You get the idea. Like, yeah, that flexibility was really nice as, as a parent of a little one. Yeah. You know, great food, great time. I mean, it just, it just went by so fast. Yeah. And put on your sunblock. Cause I forgot the last minute, the last hour I was there, I forgot to put sunblock on again and got burnt in that California sun Ooh, <laughs> one hour. <yeah. laughs> Not terrible burnt, but I did get kind of sunburned. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that, and then you pay for that the next day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, flying in a plane, cramped up and have a sunburn. Don't want that. So please wear sunblock. <laughs> yeah. Now was that, that third day, was that when you did um, Mickey's kitchen? Yeah, that was, um, so we did Mickey, we did uh, Mickey's storybook dining or story, storytellers cafe. Okay. Uh, yeah, we did that our third day, that breakfast. Mickey, what was it? Mickey, Chip and Dale, Minnie and Pluto were the okay. characters there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So a lot of characters, I mean, um, and the food was good and cocktails. If you want to, I want a mimosa. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, mommy's having a drink for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was nice and a lot of good character interaction again, just not very crowded. Yeah. Um, which at Walt Disney world, you, know, you go to chef Mickey's and you're like packed in like sardines and I'll admit some people will roast me. I don't like chef Mickey's personally garden grill. I think is garden grill is still my favorite character breakfast yeah. by far. Um, but, um, I did like this and you know, I've been to, I haven't been to goofy's kitchen or the one at paradise pier on Donald's breakfast, but you know, another time, yeah. Um, another trip to Disneyland. We'll probably go to Goofy's Kitchen, and we almost went actually our first night to Goofy's Kitchen, but we were just kind of dog tired from the plane, you know, and decided to skip it and just wait and go the next day to the parks. Gotcha. Okay, I was gonna ask because I thought I had it in my notes, so I, but that makes sense. Yeah, we just kind of were dog tired. So, and pro tip to your to your people, you know, that ten dollar fee you get for canceling within twenty four hours. Uh huh modify the appointment to a couple days later and then cancel it. And then you aren't going to get charged that $10. That's nice. what I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. So I'm looking at my list of things you were excited about for Disneyland. And um, you mentioned you you did talk about the churro and how you're sending a churro, but I didn't hear you talk about Dole Whip or the Disneyland donut. Oh. Did you get those? I got my Dole Whip um, on my mom's night out. I got my Dole Whip and sat in the tiki room and ate it, you know, like a, like a dork and sang the tiki room songs, you know, it's <laughs> my bag. I didn't get my donut. That was one thing I, did, I kind of regretted and get, but I was so like, I'm so sugared out. I can't, you know, I got my, my Mickey cookies to me that taste like McDonald cookies. I get those and my shortbread cookies. I bought them, but I haven't eaten them yet. They're in my pantry at home. They're my little take home treat. Uh-huh. Um, but we had, my son loved the churros. So we kept getting churros and I wanted to try the, the chimichanga and that was good um and we ended up getting that corn on the cob that was so good that was so stinking good that corn on the cob um which i'm like man i'm eating healthy at disney what am i doing but you know <laughs> <laughs> this is my time to eat junk food what am i doing eating corn on the cob yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so did you guys when you were done in the park did you go back to the hotel or had you kind of like checked your bags? How did you guys kind of do the logistics of that last day? So I will tell your listeners, Disney can't do this right. Cause the cast members will get in trouble, but we stayed at the Fairfield by Marriott. So they aren't controlled by the rules. So I've learned a couple things while I was gone. Bribery works wonders. Um, <laughs> and 
um, pro tip. Um, I'd seen this on a YouTube video to try it for Las Vegas. I said, well, I'll try it for Disney, like Anaheim, see if it works in any hotel. We checked in. Um, the, the guy checking us in said, are you interested in hearing about upgrades? And I handed him a $20 bill, and I said, I'd love to hear about any upgrades you have. And he says, um, well, I'm going to put you on the top floor with a fireworks view of the park. <laughs> so, so instead of paying a fee every day, I had 20 bucks worked wonders. Um, and at a later time, I went to somebody and I said, you know, I really like a late checkout and I handed her 10 bucks. And she said, give me your room keys. You're now checking out at 1 p.m. instead of 11. Nice. <laughs> so, so that's what we did that day. We decided we were going to go back to the hotel at about. 10 30 11 clean up check out pack our bags and that's what we did brought them down to the bell stand um and had them check our bags until our car came which our car was coming about four o'clock p.m okay. went back to the park for about an hour and a half and then went back in okay and then you headed to the airport after that yep and then the, the ride back to the airport it didn't take that long surprisingly it took about 45 minutes to get to the airport um traffic wasn't terrible and i thought on friday around rush hour i was kind of concerned to be honest but uh-huh. it didn't seem to take that long nice well that's good i mean the end of the trip is already depressing enough so the last yeah. thing you want to have to deal with is you know just logistical nightmares of not being at disney anymore yeah i would be like hmm. yeah. <laughs> mopey i'm like the eighth dwarf mopey <laughs> <laughs> so i wanted to talk about your hotel what was your overall impression of the hotel you guys stayed at so if i had to compare it to like a disney hotel i would compare it to like a value resort essentially um it wasn't anything really to write home about but it was passable um they redone it there were new floors in there in the wood floors the laminate floors so it was nice and clean and well kept white walls nothing fancy the beds were nice i mean and a nice bathroom big vanity i mean i can't complain but it wasn't anything really to write home about either yeah it just it just was i mean so if you need a place to crash and to let your two-year-old sleep it worked (laughs) yeah okay what was your overall impression of the weather there this time of year? Is this, would you go back this same time of year? Gorgeous. Um, so it was deceiving to me. I, I'm, I'm a Midwestern girl. Um, so I expected California to be warm the entire time, but I brought kind of a mix of things. So I'm like, you know, my sister had said they said to be some sixties or something. So I brought some hoodies and some leggings and stuff. Um, so in the morning, we get up and it would be sometimes a little cool in the morning, but by 10 a.m. it would be warm and it'd be 75 close to 80. Um, and then um, and sunny. Um, if even if it was cloudy when we first got up, which it was a couple days, by 10 o'clock the sun broke through the clouds and it was sunny. And then um, and then by noon it was hot. And then with the good thing is we'd go for a nap. We'd get out of the sun, the heat, um, come back in. We'd nap till and strategically nap till about four or five o'clock rest and then go back. And by four o'clock, it seemed like the winds would shift. And even though the sun was still out, it was getting cooler. Um, and you'd want to jack in it at night. It was in the 60s and we wanted a sweatshirt. You know, you got hmm. to have that. Nice. OK. So did you learn anything this trip that would make you do something differently the next time you visited Disneyland? I think I'd leave a stroller at home. I mean, yeah. I, I think that'd be my biggest takeaway is you know, and pay and realize that two things. When I have a toddler with me, I'm going to do a load of wash while I'm on vacation, no matter how much I don't want to do it. So why not just pack so much? No, I'm going to wash it and pack again. Cause I ended up doing laundry because something gets dirty. You get the idea, yeah. you're, you're, you know, and not knowing what to pack, not knowing the weather was going to be just pack lighter and plan to do a load of wash. I mean, I guess that's the two things I would say And the stroller thing. I mean, I, I'm never going to bring a stroller to Disney again, ever ever and i think walt disney world the same yeah we're gonna if i have to carry him a little bit that's fine if it avoids the dealing with the stroller thing we're not doing it again yeah okay so based on this trip what one tip would you give to a first timer going to disneyland for the first time max pass purchase max pass um it's ten dollars a day so you say well do i need it do i not purchase it otherwise you're going to be running around the parks trying to stick your ticket in the kiosk to get a fast pass when you can walk through the gate and say where do i want to get a fast pass for and click it on your phone and not be running around like a chicken with your head cut off that that is my number one tip it's a cost but it's well worth it okay awesome and so do you have a return trip in mind for the future either for disneyland or for a different disney property Probably like your your view listeners, I am a junkie and I'm an <laughs> addict and I know it. 
Um, so I have a couple things in the, in the horizon. Um, I've had this tr- one trip planned even before I went to Disney World in December. We've booked a Disney cruise, our first Disney cruise for February 2020. We're the first sailing to New Orleans. And I, I love New Orleans. So that's why you booked it to go to New Orleans um, from San Juan to New Orleans. So that's on the docket. Um, I just um, had purchased, t- purchased tickets to my first Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party for September. Okay. Um, my friend, I have a friend who lives down in Orlando, so we're going to take a long weekend and go see her. But we're going to go as a special like surprise, going to go to the Halloween party for one night since I've never been. And she loves the Halloween stuff. I think it'd be fun with Max at like three and a half or so. I think he's at the right age for just the Halloween party. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then... Um, Disneyland will be probably June or July of 2020. I have a conference I have to go to next year, I know, in Southern California. So <laughs> I've already said, you know, just be planning on, like, there'll be a Disneyland trip next summer because I'm going to be so close. I'm already going to be in Southern California. What's an extra couple miles? Oh, yeah. An extra hour. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Take advantage of that. Yeah. So, so I've kind of got everything on the docket. I'm a, I'm a psycho, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. I totally get that. I, if I don't have at least, you know, one or two or maybe three Disney trips that I'm in some stage of planning, then I feel a little weird. So I get I it. know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like all emo and sad about not going. I'm like, we're going to go to the Halloween party. We got a Disney cruise, which I, I'm, I listened to your show about that. I'm excited, like based on that, see what goes on. Cause I'm, I'm jazzed about that. That's a new adventure for me. You know, yeah, that'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for coming on and telling us all about your trip. It was great to hear about it. Now you have me wanting to plan a Disneyland trip. Oh, you should so go. Your little one would love it. You'd love it too. It's it's great. It's just that like six hour plane ride that I'm dreading yeah. from the East from Coast. From the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> probably having to lay over somewhere. Yeah, that would stink. Yeah. It was long enough from, from Missouri or from St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so we'll see. Well uh but I'll I'm I'm gonna keep it in the back of my head, see what we can work out. So All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for having me. Um, of course. I wish you a good night. Have a good one. All right, you too. Bye bye. Bye. Big thanks to Laura for coming on the show this week. She definitely has me thinking about doing a Disneyland trip. I just have to figure out how to deal with young kids on a cross-continental flight. So be sure to check out the show notes if you want more info about some of the things we discussed. I always try to put a lot of detail there just in case it's helpful for anything that you want more information on. That is it for this week. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at mouseandbackpod. Please rate this podcast or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, but most importantly, have an awesome week. Bye, everybody. Bye.